<laughs> Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another one of our podcasts. Excuse me for my initial breakup there. We're having technical difficulties in studio today. Um, so we've been on a lengthy break. I think it's been, what, maybe three months, um, maybe even more than that. Has it really been that long? I yeah. think so. The last time oh. we did record was maybe September ish. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. September, August ish. Um, but I guess, um, you know, we, we all three of us aren't immune to, to life's um, goings on, um, things Ooh. happening Thanks. personally and things like that. So there's some exciting stuff happening in between, you know, holidays and. You know, mm. other things but you know we're we're back um, just before the year is out as well um but yeah rest assured we will be back again before the year ends and uh you know so welcome back to another one of our podcast episodes we have once again uh, prash and dean with us um how both of you and how have you been these past months um, good i've been good uh busy very busy Lots of things happening. Um, but yeah, all in all good. Waiting for the holidays. Be like really close. Um, and just winding down right now because it's been quite a long year. You do? I concur with a lot of those statements. Uh, doing well, thank you for asking. And yeah, it's been, um, been a hell of a year. Taken quite a lot of energy, but it's also given quite a lot back. So very grateful for... All that has happened, uh, both the good and the the trying, shall we say? Mm. But yeah, I like that you didn't use bad there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the testing stuff that builds us. Well, what about Bulls, you, Captain? Builds the character. Most uh, things on your side. Uh, going well. Um, you know, I'll reiterate that it's been another one of those challenging years, I suppose. Um, but uh, we're getting through it. Uh, every day <clears throat> is 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 a new chance to to kind of master self and master, you know, anything that has happened in the past as well um, and to yeah. learn from it. Um, so that's kind of, um, you know, everything that, what I'll take forward, I guess, um, is just take the lessons. But all good on my side, actually, you know, nothing, there's nothing major going down. So, yeah, that's it for me. Um. So I guess, you know, after that long um, hiatus, I had something, something kind of occurred to me, is that um, during all of our discussions, um, you know, there's, there's one thing that kind of stood out for me in, in particular mm-hmm. um, that, mm-hmm. that we perhaps needed to touch on. And I guess one of them is called um, self-sabotage. Now, um, that's today's topic, is really about self-sabotage. And sometimes we don't um, often realize that certain things we do lead to like self-inflicted um, or is self-inflicted, excuse me. For example, um, we're doing really well and the analogy is that we cause our own demise because things are going so well. Um, and, you know, it's, it's unconscious in nature, and we make choices that kind of break everything. Um, so have any of you experienced anything like that? As my first question. Like, things are going really amazing, and then unconsciously, you kind of force yourself down, you know, downward into a spiral. Um, I think we are more the type of, if it ain't broke, don't fix it type of people. Yeah, we're just grateful um, it's working. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I like I think if you ask, I think it's more a thing of have you seen it happen to other people as well? Mm-hmm. Um, and in that case I would say yeah, some people sort of um, when things are going well they like, you know, don't uh, trust it and then and then end up focusing on the wrong thing instead of going with the flow and enjoying what they have you know it's all about that anxiety of what could happen and what bad could happen and then they bring that stuff into um or they manifest those things for the opposite of the good things that are happening to them Mm. 
because they're worried about how bad it can go or will it end or Yeah, I mean, I would agree to that. Um, but I think when I was a lot younger, um, I think maybe like primary school slash high school, um, I was definitely, I fell into that trap, you know, a fair few times. Because um, I mean, I had a, a relative that was quite close um, say to me on more than one occasion, you know, never trust a good thing. Um, and when you're really young and someone that you look up to says that to you, Uh, it sticks and it's very difficult to know why you're you're behaving this way as you get older until you really look back and try and figure out where you picked up these habits. But they always said that, um, you know, good things never last and, you know, don't get too carried away with the moment. It's always going to, you know, it'll all fall apart at some point. You must always be prepared for that. So every time something was going well, I was, I, I, I initially enjoyed it. And then I had this like anxiety that would build as if to say, okay, You need to pay attention now because this is going to go wrong at some point and you need to you need to be prepared for that um it's only much later on in life did i uh did i start appreciating did i learn to actually appreciate it when it goes well and the saying what goes up must come down is true everything works in cycles um it can never last forever and all that stuff that's all true but it doesn't mean you can't enjoy it when it's working and it doesn't mean that you must prepare for doomsday It must just mean that, you know, keep your eye on anything that could go wrong. If something does go wrong, be prepared for Yeah, it. yeah, So the approach and the emotions behind it had to fundamentally change. I think, um, you know, there's an, there's an element to, I guess, self-doubt in there as well. Mm. Uh, self-doubt Oh, yeah, that true. um, you would not be able to sustain that level of high or <clears throat> sustain what you're currently doing for an extended period of time. And what you, what, what Guj mentioned as well is, um, I mean, that's that kind of, explains what good mentioned as well that just that self-doubt and then you mentioned um anxiety that something is going to go wrong um then do you think then okay for so this this will then be a two-parter um where do you think that that anxiety that something is going to go wrong came from and um you know do you think that focusing on what could go wrong is causing you to make that a reality Um, so the first part is where does it come from for me when i did the work to look back on where it came from it was you know um the, the relative that you know I, I was quite close to looked up to and them saying to me you know what it's you can't trust this good thing there's it's always going to go wrong at some point so for someone i i looked up to to tell me with such with such certainty that things are going to go bad um it meant that i could trust that information and i carry that forward um it's it took quite a lot of work to actually break that and to start appreciating the good when it's there and prepare in a different way for anything that might happen. Um, the second part of the question is, like, is it going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? If, if you look for bad stuff, you'll find bad stuff. And that's true. Um, but what I would say is that in cases like that, sometimes things that would ordinarily be minor can, you know, end up getting blown out of proportion. Um, because now you're expecting something bad to happen, something minor is happening, and then it's like, oh, I knew it was going to happen. And then you can almost sort of emotionally spiral down something minor and it turns into a big problem. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I agree a lot with what Dean is saying. This, the, the, that mentality definitely doesn't come from your own mind. It comes from, it, it feels like it's a learned behavior in most cases, because, um, I, I definitely agree that there's some people who just have had bad luck over and over again, which puts them in that, that thing of, you know, if something good happens to them, they don't believe it. But in a lot of cases, it feels like it's a learned behavior. Like the person that they've learned it from is very risk averse. And they like, listen, um, understand that this good thing is happening to you. but it can easily go wrong. So you should prepare for that. So you should, you emotionally prepare yourself for the possibility of it failing. And then you find comfort in the fact that if it ever does fail, you can go, ha, I told you, you know? Um, but I, I feel like that's where that, that, that stems from, you know, risk of us so that you protect yourself. It's a protection mechanism to, to, Totally agree. uh, Yeah, it's like that protection mechanism to say, listen, if something does go wrong, I was prepared for it.
Um, all about and, keeping yourself safe. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, sorry. They, the impression I got was not that um, prepare yourself for the possibility it's going to go wrong. It was prepare yourself for the inevitability when it goes wrong. Yeah, you see that. And that, that was where yeah. the anxiety came from. It's like it's yeah. you're just dealing with this ticking time bomb instead yeah. of this wonderful experience. And then you definitely can't enjoy it. Yeah. Horrible. Um, and I, I feel that's where it stems from, you know, uh, or that's where it could stem from. Obviously, I don't know all the possible reasons, but it feels like that's where the most common reason as to why, why it stems from that or just experience based to say, listen, this person has just struggled so many times and anytime good happened to them, then they got taken away from them somehow, or, you know? Yeah. Like so, you feel really bad yeah. for that person. Um, for, yeah. for, for you to essentially change your entire outlook on life means you must've been through the ringer a good few times. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So there's and definitely you, a certain sadness associated to it. Yeah, and then you can't believe the good that's happening to you. Yeah. Well, you don't believe that it's going to be happen for a very long time. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I know you you both mentioned uh, contingencies, um, like if something happens. But do you feel that that contingency itself um, also plays a part in in you bringing yourself down? You know, it's like okay, I'm I'm gonna. I, I know it's I know you have mentioned safety mechanisms and always protecting self. Mm. Um, but there's that saying, you know, jump without a safety net and and things like that and then bolt your parachute on the way down sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's what I'm getting at. Like if if you if you plan for failure, you will fail. I don't think yeah. it's um that's, Okay, that's so I, I get true. what you're saying, but yeah. when you say um what is the word you use? Contingencies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I've moved into a different space where I don't plan for contingency anymore. I scenario plan. So there's a spectrum. It can either go worse, but it can actually also go better. So if you're in a good situation, it could go wrong, but it could also get even better. And if you scenario plan for when it gets better, then you can maximize the better. So if you jumped out a plane, you can either choose to build a, par- a parachute or you can choose to build like a paragliding thing, you know? It's a different mindset. But yeah. yeah, just think of it that way. Like as much as something could go wrong, it could also go more right. Yeah. So then it's just a, a reframing of um It's a mind. spectrum. It's yeah. not a it's not an off and on. It's not a black and white. It's a spectrum. Mm-hmm. Any number of outcomes could occur. So if bad outcomes to could occur, then logically good outcomes can also occur. Yeah. It's I think in nowadays society it's very difficult to see it that way. Um, purely uh, because you're so uh, what's the word um jaded oh yeah cynical Mm. yeah um and you know how it's it's very difficult for people to see it that way because they'll be like uh oh um you know i've never experienced a scenario of what happens if it could go go well um and people just prepare for the worst and hope for the best all the time it's really hard to we, we hear that all the time, right? Like, there are tons of sayings, all good things must come to an end. You know, there's songs, there's sayings, there's whatever. Yeah. Um, and it just, it just focuses, um, it just kind of brings that, that eventuality that something does come to an end um, closer to us or forces it in our faces. Yeah. And, and then we bring ourselves down from that. Yeah, but there's a counterbalance to that as well. With every end must come a new beginning. And but you see, yeah. do you see the thing is people don't think like that. They don't think past the, the problem in front of them. You know? Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, and when they're in a good situation, they mentally people tend to find a problem where there is a good situation. Hey, why are we like this as people? No, it's just... <laughs> It's just the way society has ingrained it. I mean, um, when you're in good situations and times and having fun and all of that stuff, right? Um, yeah. You won't think about the, the negatives. But if you stay in that good situation for too long, right, eventually your mind will start doing it. It's, it's your brain. It's been trained that way. Hey, my brain is lazy then. I right? sit in that good space and be like, I'm happy here. I don't need to change it's cool. You've trained, you've trained that thinking out. Yeah. 
So what what you're saying then is like our brain is is not designed to be happy all the time or in that constant state of Are you saying our brains have been trained to um, constantly look for risk and then mitigate? It's a survival thing. It's evolution. It's how we made it this far. Yeah. If you weren't looking, if you haven't learned to look for risk by now, species would be dead. So <laughs> I suppose in that sense, that kind of explains why we like this. Yeah. I, I, I feel that that's why we like this because it, it's not like, even if you learnt it as a young child, right? It is reinforced as you get older. That's if true. You know I mean. Because if you change environment from you being a young child to you being an adult who stays away from home, or whatever, all of a sudden, your, your, the training that you've had will get changed. But because there's so many people out there that have been taught a similar sort of thinking pattern, you see it over and over, and then your mind affirms it. Yeah. And once it, it once it's affirmed through multiple examples, you know, it's becomes like the law. Yeah. 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 Your brain just stamps it and it's like, okay, cool. Yeah. This is it now. Exactly. Pattern. This is the pattern that I'm gonna go back to hmm. consistently. Yeah, we designed to survive, not thrive for some reason. Mm, and, and and I don't know, maybe it's premature to ask the question. Like, is there a way to, I know, I know we've always said we can reprogram our minds, but in this specific um, case um, now, what do you suggest we kind of practice or, or um, how do we go on something like this? It really helped me. Um, the what cold hard logic that preparing for both outcomes. So if something's going well, prepare for it to go bad, but also prepare for it to go better. Um, that when you put your, your mind in two different spaces, then you inevitably meet somewhere in the middle um, and you're prepared for both. It opens up your thinking a little bit more. Um, and weirdly enough, the whole preparing for the worst and preparing for even better, it made me stop focusing on the outcome and made me more focus on the process. And at that point, the outcomes stop mattering. I have a question about that, actually. Mm -hmm. Does it cost you twice as much energy to prepare for both situations? Uh, it costs less energy to prepare for the good stuff because your mind will just run away with that um, because that's obviously more fun. Uh, <laughs> preparing for the negative scenarios is filled with anxiety and dread. So that yeah. takes a bit more energy. Yeah. Um, it does take you a little bit more time. But if you're going to find yourself preparing for the worst, then you may as well allocate some time to prepare for the best as well. No, I, I agree with that. But then, like, as much as, like, for me, if, it, if I take time to prepare for the bad and then I take time to prepare, prepare for the good, you know, you say your mind runs away with it, right? But that's still yeah. energy. You know what I mean? There's energy that depletes you and there's energy that refills you. <sighs> okay. Um, the fun stuff, for me, refills me. Okay. In both cases, though, um, your mind can run away with things. Like you'll find, yeah, you can spiral down like, the bad stuff too. Imagine you you're trying to find something good, but like you find more negatives, um, and then you know you already framed your mind in, in a negative light over this particular you know some topic yeah. you're trying to um, create contingencies for, or sorry, create. Uh, two different sort of... Um, scenario planning. Yeah, scenario planning. Yeah. So, I mean, in, in some cases, it could be a double-edged sword as well. If you, like, write it down. Like, if I had to do the scenario planning, Dean, I, I, I write things down. And, mm -hmm. and with me, like, I, I guarantee my mind sometimes would run uh, negative if I, you know, uh, try and do that. Um, so, like, I'm just trying to think in my situation what I would do. So, if I had scenario plan... How do I how do I prevent myself from going too negative? Like, what do you do? You have anything that um... maybe don't think of it as positive and negative. Um, think about it as um, maximizing and efficiencies. So you're in a good situation here. So don't mm -hmm. look at it as uh, emotionally good. Look at it as a positive outcome um, or achieving the results you want, and then think about how you can maximize those results rather than thinking about how you can enjoy it more. I don't know what a practical example might look like, but yeah. Oh, easy. Um, use an example of a date. Um, 
I'm going to go out on a date. It could go really well or it could go really badly. Ah, got you. And if it's going well, what can you do to add to it to make it go better? Exactly. Ah, oh, you're a genius. Badly, if it's going badly, what do I do? Uh, uh, <laughs> Run away. Fail. <laughs> Run away. Dine and dash. <laughs> so your scenario planning here would be uh, okay if it's going bad then uh, a poor example would be you have a, an escape plan um, but if it's going really well then maybe you have a secondary location like um, an, a milkshake bar or an ice cream bar so you go off for dinner um, but then if it's going really really well you want to you know continue the date then you go to another place where there's like waffles or ice creams or milkshakes or whatever it is and then you have another place to extend that date yeah, now think about all those people that only go for coffee dates instead of dinner. No, I was just about rookies. Um, no, no, no. I don't think that is a rookie move. I think that's. I think that's. Remember, Dean, you you're planning for both scenarios, right? So you're saying, um, if this coffee date goes really well, then we could go for dinner. You can go for, go out for like the waffles thing or something like that. Yeah, but if it's I going always bad, want dinner. <laughs> Dean. Dean. <laughs> Dean. You don't no, feed no, yourself, Dean. man. No, hundred percent. I'm no. always hungry. A hundred percent, Dean, I'm with you. I'm one of those people that if we're going out on a date, right, mm. we are going to eat. No matter what you. happens, I'm getting a meal out of those. Always right? pick a good place you want to eat at. Yes. Right? But it's, so okay, that, so, yeah. but the problem so worst is case, now, you get good food. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the, the thing is now you're stuck with a person who you really don't want to be with for that entire dinner. No, this is, food. yeah, but you, you're enjoying the food, Code. But I'm stuck with the person that I don't want to be. Either way, I'm getting that pork belly. So, so let me let me give you a prime example of, of the entire topic in in the last three sentences that were just said. Dean mm. is talking about the prime rib that he's enjoying, right? So he's looking at the best of the situation, and right. Code is saying, "I'm stuck with the person that I don't want to be with, even though there's a okay, Code. You don't need prime uh, steak, but uh, yeah. prime prime rib either." <laughs> I said, but I mean, lamb shank. You could be having yeah, lamb shank, right. you know, with the good right. mint sauce. Yeah, but but you see what I mean is that one person is focusing on the the one thing that they want, right? Sure. It, if Dean has a good meal and a good date, it's a win. If Dean has just a good meal, it's what he expected, right? As a minimum. When I say what he expected as a minimum, is because he thought about the situation where the date could be bad, right? Yeah. Whereas. Code, you didn't pick a good restaurant, right? Because you're not worried about the meal at all, right? Because you're going on the date for the date thing. Eyes on the prize, Code. This is why I'm still single. <laughs> hey, I didn't. My, I used that. I, I used that exact same mentality, okay? So we have a 50-50. <laughs> Uh, no, it's a good example, but it, but hundred percent, it, it shows you. I love uh, the date analogy. Like I though, said, it does show you both scenarios. Like exactly what I mentioned to Dean, if I had to write down my, uh, the, you know, the two the two portions of the, you know, the, the topic realistically, um, sometimes I tend toward the negative, which is why I don't I don't frame it in that in that light at all. But I mean, Dean, what Dean mentioned is something that I'll probably practice as well, uh, you know, going forward. Um, but it's a good example to show how we all kind of deal with um, certain situations at the end of the day anyway. But it's also about holding yourself accountable. If you draw a line down the page and you so you write down if date goes bad, if date goes super well, and then the, the bad side has got like 20 things and then the date side going well has like one thing and it's only if you go for milkshakes afterwards, then you have to hold yourself accountable. You've got to stop mm. at the 10th bad thing and go, right, that's enough of that. Mm. I actually just need to apply some self-discipline to myself and fill out the other side to this. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. 100%. But look, it's uh, the, the other question then, okay, but this is very situational, obviously, but the other question then comes, why are you looking at, why are there so many things that could go wrong on date? You know, why, it's not to say that your mind is coming up with scenarios, but if you're making that many excuses, right, you're, you're you don't want to go on the date in the first place. No, 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 no. It's, you're naturally negatively yeah. focused, right? Yeah. Um, and when you're naturally negatively focused, that's the problem that you're having in every good scenario. Oh, he's got a point. There's a much yeah. deeper underlying issue then. Yeah. No. Yeah. So where, that's, where you, that's where your problem comes in. Is that 
if when you do a pros and cons list, most of the time your cons list is always longer than your pros list, right? For most things, right? The fact that you're doing a pro and con list in the first place is means that you're undecided, right? Um, Correct. But yeah. when you when you're doing that pros and cons list, look at the cons and see how much heavily weighted they are compared to the pros, right? And you'll find naturally what your mind tends towards, and in most cases, it's risk aversion. People should actually do this for themselves. Like, do a pros and cons list about yourself and see what comes up, and then you'll see whether or not you need to uh, apply some self-love. Yeah, that's a nice idea, actually. Like, as you were saying it, it just came to mind. Like, how many people, if they were asked to make a pros and cons list about themselves, how many people would have a balanced pros and cons list versus a heavily cons list to a pros list? Most people, I would say. Yeah. I mean, we're very harsh on ourselves a lot of the time. I'm not saying you must only write pros about yourself. You might end up looking like a narcissist. But, um, you know. Hey, it doesn't matter what you look like. It's how you feel. <laughs> True. <laughs> but I mean, it's a pretty good indication if you only have like three good things about yourself and 20 bad things. Then, you know, you're in a negative space. You don't see yourself in a particularly kind lighting. Um, and there's self-sabotage on a number of things. Yeah. Like your self-worth is in the toilet. You need to fix that. Mm. Um, so, so I've been able to, I guess, in my own life, uh, compile a, you know, just a simple list um, that I've seen that are like kind of self-sabotaging. I guess this is over the years. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm just going to say some of them now. Procrastination, avoiding yeah. responsibilities, forgetting mm -hmm. commitments, uh, refusal to plan ahead. Um, emotional eating and habitually running late. Um, so, oh Lord, are you describing yourself to me? No, that's, describing that's me. Too. Most that's most people. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, have you? I mean, those those are some of the indicators of of self sabotage. In, in seriously, in yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think procrastination is not necessarily self sabotage. It's a trauma response, right? Um, I mean, we've uh, discussed we've discussed procrastination. Yeah. Area earlier podcast as well but, oh, is that a, like a defined list of things that are that are part of self-sabotage yeah and what i've picked out that i've seen oh, myself what, what is the list again procrastination okay avoiding responsibilities yeah. getting commitments refusal okay. to plan ahead emotional eating and habitually running late that's some of them that's not all of them that's the ones that i've identified in myself yeah it, uh, how is habitually running late? Oh, so it's like the whole Indian community. <laughs> Indian time. <laughs> yeah. Because, it's like, you know, is it, it like fail to plan? So the thing is, like, plan, plan, sabotage is, is either a conscious or an unconscious thing. Yeah. Uh, and if you habitually run late, that falls um, either it's conscious or it, it falls under unconscious. And things that are that you fail to do. You fail to plan ahead, and so you run late. Okay, so plan to fail, fail, uh, fail to plan, plan to fail. Yeah. Type of thing. Okay. Yeah, that sort of thing. Now, I, I, I don't know if you're, I know this is putting you on the spot right now, but like, what other traits have you all seen in yourselves that you think are self-sabotaging? Overthinking. Overthinking, mm. that's a really yeah. good one. That that's is a very really clever one. one. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have anything to add to that, but I mean, sure. I mean, you just you just said that kind of described you, right? <laughs> a lot of things are on that list. Um, <laughs> like, um, you know, I procrastinate doing my timesheets all the time. <laughs> no pun intended. Hey, I, I I don't think that's self sabotage. That's actually pro self. <laughs> 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 but I mean, I'm just trying to work out. So like anything admin related, I procrastinate like you wouldn't believe because I, I just, it, I hate it so much. Um, I don't know. I need to do some work as to why I hate it so much, but it just mm. takes more energy than it, than it's worth. For me, like I understand the value behind it. And I know yeah. that our entire billing structure comes from timesheets, but oh my goodness, it's like pulling teeth. So, it's because <laughs> it's because there's no gratification in the you get no gratification from doing it. And because it's menial, it makes it more painful. 
Have you um, ever, have you linked uh, like an in the past? Was there any negative link, ne- negative connotation? Did you have a bad experience? Did someone shout at you previously for not ever doing your timesheets, and were you embarrassed? Maybe there's a negative the link side, here somewhere. I could never think about like every time I really sat and thought about it, I could never. I could never understand why I just dislike. Like I've got a mental block when it comes to doing timesheets or any admin, really. Like I struggle with admin in general. Um, it's because there's no there's no um, uh, reward for doing it. It's true. I mean, if I I mean timesheets is one example. Um, another one could be like the renewal of my uh, my driver's license. You know the card. Yeah. I know for a while that I need to do this thing. And then I'll wait for the last possible minute to do and try and go get myself an appointment. And then I'm just going to get <laughs> yeah, the but... eye test done. And, and it's just a miserable experience. And I just hate it. But I know I have to do it. And I've known for what a you while that to I get have a fine, to do it. Huh? Uh, no, I mean, I got it eventually. I mean, I got it sorted out. But I mean, it's just like the anxiety that builds. I also had massive anxiety for this thing. It's like, why? Mm. I don't know why I have anxiety now. But for getting a driver's license. I mean, I'm not, I don't have to take a test. I just have to go do some forms and, you know, get the thing. But for some reason, again, it's just ridiculous. Like, I, I really struggle. It's because there's no reward. Okay, how about this one, right? The, I, I mean, I, over the break of our, our recording break like in October, um, so you guys know yeah. the, for the listeners, I, I went to Liverpool to watch a bunch of football games with my dad. Um, it was a you wonderful wasted his time, experience. basically, but anyway. Um, we beat Man City, uh, and then we won the game <laughs> on my birthday. So the boys showed up for me, I'm just saying. Um, Anfield record is intact. Was touch wood. Okay, cool. Uh, anyway. Continue, continue. Sorry. So anyway, there there was some admin to do, right? Booking of the flights and mm-hmm. um, getting my visa. And again, I there was like this boatload of anxiety associated to it, and it I, I didn't do it with a great deal of enthusiasm, even though I knew what was waiting for me and I knew what I would lose if I didn't. I still, I, I mean, it took. I mean, I cut it finer than I would have liked. Um, and okay, look, the flights I couldn't have really booked all that much sooner because I was waiting for my dad to tell me what his flight plans were. But even once I had that information, it still took me like a week to get my flight sorted out when I could have done it on the day. Like I should have been so giddy with excitement that as soon as my dad gave me his flight details, I should have booked it then. Then, then, and then, yeah. But it took me like a week to get the flights, and you know, so sitting like, there. I mean, from that the list that I can identify now, it's procrastination and avoiding responsibilities. Yeah. I see here. Okay, so. Where's the self-sabotage there? Liverpool's literally one of my favorite things. Like, there are a few things in this world that make me as happy as watching that team play. Even when we lose, I'm happy. Like, what do you mean, where's the lost. self-sabotage? That is self-sabotage. <laughs> like, what? imagine if you didn't get any flights because you avoided, yeah. avo- you procrastinated till yeah. the last minute. That imagine is self-sabotage. that you didn't get any booking. No, no, no. I understand that. But why would I? Why would I want to self-sabotage? Jail for that sort of thing, right? So I, I know, I know, it's not. I know you're not actively consciously doing it. But that's sub- that subconsciously. So it's learned behavior, right? So if you hate admin all the time, right? Then yeah. you've taught your mind that you hate admin. So you've said it, I hate admin. Booking yeah. flights is admin, right? So yeah. it then falls under the class, right? You can still have the dopamine from thinking about being in Liverpool. Chanting but Liverpool it's still admin stuff. of doing all the stuff. It's like me and packing, right? As much as I know that moving into a new house is going to be amazing, right? Packing is daunting. It's not daunting, but it's like I have to do something that is admin, right? Like you say. Okay, can we um, define what self-sabotage is? Because I think that's where I'm getting stuck. Because for me, when people self-sabotage, they take away the good thing because they don't deserve it. Or they feel like they don't deserve it. So it doesn't mean they don't deserve it, right? No, no, no. I don't mean they don't. I mean, they feel like yeah. they don't deserve it or they feel like they shouldn't yeah. deserve it. So it doesn't mean that they feel like it, it's, it's uh, for me, mentally, it's whatever good that's coming, right? Uh, whether you feel you deserve it or not, right? You can stop it from happening, right? By not applying yourself in one way or doing something else in a different way. Okay, but that talks about the action. It's not talking about the why. Why do you self-sabotage? Why do we as people uh-huh. self-sabotage? Yeah, so that for me is that in terms of the discussion, it's the whole thing of risk aversion, um, possibly not, um, uh, what do we want to say? 
being able to want to feel the, the goodness of it in full flight. Now, with your situation, I don't think that was self-sabotage specifically. I think it was you just... I would agree. I don't think not, it was self-sabotage. Yeah, yeah so I don't... Then what is it? Because I also, I don't think it was self-sabotage because I was dying to go and you guys saw how ridiculously happy I was when I was there. Mm -hmm. I sent you a video, no, right? Sure. I, heard, sure. I don't think I've ever smiled that much. So, <clears throat> and also, I'd, I'd known for a while, I hadn't taken a holiday. I was really looking forward to doing something. And then my dad was like, let's go for a few games. I'll organize the tickets. I was overjoyed with that. I, I also told myself, you know what? I've worked bloody hard these last few years. I deserve this. So for me, I don't think it came from a place of self-sabotage, but I don't understand why I behaved that way. It's, like, why, okay. why didn't I just jump into things and go, right, get everything sorted? Okay, so what, what I want to do is separate the two things, right? I'm not saying okay. that, that you not booking the tickets resulted in you needing to find a reason why you would self-sabotage the holiday. No. What I'm saying is, is that you hate admin and it inadvertently turned into something that was self-sabotage. I think that's you know my I mean? take on that as well. Yeah, I agree with that. Right. So okay. it's not like we're saying you self-sabotage the situation, right? Yeah, we're saying yeah. that because you hate admin so much, there was a possibility that you could have self-sabotaged yourself. There's too many self-sabotages. But... Um, <laughs> You, you understand what I'm saying? It's not, it's inadvertent. There was a risk of, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a risk of. But again, so, um, what's, the, what's the, the motivation uh, behind the, the self-sabotage then? The I major mean, downside would have been you just probably would have paid more money for the same flight. You know? Yeah, like, I think in the back of my head, I knew that you could probably buy away out of this problem. But yeah, <laughs> not yeah. that I wanted to do that. I wanted the money to spend on things. Uh, so. But, but the, <laughs> the action of you hating to do admin, right? Is the is the the thing that's that's driven that that time and taking so long to book your flights? Processing, Dean. Yeah, I'm still trying to consolidate. Because I mean, in a way, it is. Uh, it's it is a, a route to self sabotage, but there's the way I, the the thing I associate with self sabotage is when you don't believe something is is for you, and then you take it away for yourself. I mean, in certain instances, that's not always the case, though. Um, in in cases where it's unconscious, you're not you're not actively thinking that you're not good enough for something. You're not actively thinking. In those cases, when you dig deeper, you actually realize you 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 did have self worth issues, or you you didn't believe you, you you could have this thing for an extended period of time. So you behaved in a subconscious way, but the root cause was still the same. Yeah, I I don't think that it was a a thing of you tried to sabotage yourself self consciously and unconsciously. I think you just hate admin to that level. Yeah, Dean, you need to work on that. <laughs> I know. No, it's it's a thing of um, you just need to I look at why you hate. Yeah, you you hate admin because it involves you doing something that you get no dope. Right? It takes a lot. Like it takes yeah. way too much. Then yeah. it does yeah. deplete dopamine really fast. And like yeah. I spoke to a clinical psychologist about this, and he said to me, "Look, you got to do something to replace that dopamine, um, but you have to do it in a very specific order. So you've got to." You've got to do the shitty task, pardon the language, um, and deplete the dopamine and then reward yourself afterwards so that you ingrain the correct type of behavior and you get the dopamine. Because if you fill up on dopamine first, then you're just not going to do the task. So yeah. you, have to do, you have to do the, the, the really horrible task that you, you know, find pulling teeth and um, let the dopamine deplete and then have something waiting for you as soon as you're done to immediately replenish so that you ingrain, ingrain positive behavior there. Hmm. I think the, the, um, the next examples that I have here um, is, is what we've been discussing as well, like the, the, the one that uh, the understanding of um, self-sabotage is according to what, what Dean mentioned earlier. Um, in the cases of, um, I know we touched on this before just now, uh, relationships and work success or just success in general. Mm. Um, you know, we have, <clears throat> we have, I guess, all this time and we, we fear of 
we have this fear of succeeding, succeeding, excuse me. Because, I mean, the commonality is that, um, you know, you fear that you lose people if you succeed. You fear that you'll, that people will resent you if you succeed and, you know, etc. And in the relationship setting, um, it's like you question whether this is good enough for me. Um, do I deserve to be happy? Um, they won't stay with me this long. Um, you know, and etc. And, and I guess we've heard some of these before. And, and in, that, in these scenarios, then, you know, yes, um, it is a question of um, not, not self-sabotage in, in direct relation, but self-doubts and using things of the past or, or things that happened to you in the past to kind of uh, reflect, not reflect, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Um, project. Or, yeah, project, that's the word. <laughs> project nice. them onto, onto, the current, onto, the, onto your current environment and current settings. And I think, you know, it's when we look at just these two cases, I think success in general and relationships, I know we touched on some of them. Mm. Um, and, and this is like the common understanding of what self-sabotage is, um, is that, you know, you, you think about these things and you think of them in the negative light and you just make them a, a reality and you just force yourself down these paths. Um, Anything to add to that, that statement that I just made? I mean, it's just in these two, in these two scenarios, success so, and relationships. So what you are discussing now is like, <clears throat> sorry, people not doing stuff because of the possibility of success, changing their current state of life, mm. right? Um, you know, they talk about fear of failure, but yeah. then what about failure of, fear of success, you know? Yeah. Um, and, nice. and like... I understand, I understand that people have a fear of how things will change, right? But I would also say, listen, if you're succeeding and doing what you wanted to do and improving in the direction that you wanted to improve and, and things change, things are going to change. That's the whole point, right? And if things change in the way that you, you were fearful of them changing, and they and things are happening the way you wanted them to because you're succeeding. Isn't that the direction you should be going in? Correct, yeah. Right? But also things people like certain things. Like if you lose a relationship because of your success, you need to determine whether that relationship means more than your career success. You know? And that's just a definition. But then you have to be willing to stick with it. Because you can't blame the other person. I'd also say if you uh, have your, if you have the, as you say, good, the fear of success, if you're, you know, that afraid that um, you maybe you don't deserve the good that's coming to you, then before you try for anything good, work on yourself um, so that you're in a place that you can actually accept good. Because if you're in a place where you reject good, then no matter how hard you try, you're never going to end up being happier. So rather sort out where you are right now so that you're ready to accept the good things when they come. That is a good point. I think that's, that perhaps can be applied to like a lot of the, the questions that, that we wanted to answer as well. It's like, um, look, look into yourself. I mean, there's the, early on we brought on self-doubt and then, uh, then Dean mentioned anxiety as well, but that's all like self-generated. And, and yeah. if you look within, um, I know, I think it was Dean, you mentioned, like, get a, get a list of yourself. Um, and mm. if you have more negative than positives, then it's, it, it gives you an idea of where to start um, and how to actually quell these things um, when they yeah, come it's a good up. indicator. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, was listening, I was listening to a video that I sent to my mother yesterday, I think. Mm. Um, and there's this guy, I don't know what he does, well, He's like a real estate agent in Australia or whatever, but he made this point. He's like, um, before you thrive in your environment, you need to thrive in your mind, right? Mm. So before it can happen in front of you, it must not, it, you don't have to play out every scenario in your head, but you, like Dean said, you must be mentally willing to see that once it happens, you can embrace what's happening. And that Preach. for me made a lot of sense. Mm. Uh, and and that's very very much in line with um, 
commonly with what you know my mentor uh, kind of says as well it's it's you know I, th- I think i would described it in a previous podcast as well it's like walking <clears throat> um out of the dreams in your mind into the reality of it i never said that say again i never said that <laughs> Oh, no, I was saying I was saying that that was from my mentor, fam. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I never said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's late on a Monday, people. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> late on a Monday. <laughs> I got it. Oh, yeah, I'm quarter now. <laughs> sorry, just just repeat it one more time because I think we were caught in the joke there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just um, stepping out of the, the, the dreams of your mind and into, and into the reality of it. Yeah, um, did you notice how beautiful. so many people say the same thing? Oh, yeah, that. definitely, dude. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so crazy that it, it's like, it, Dean said it, your mentor said it, I watched a video on it. I mean, there's like, so many people say I mean, say I'm not this. saying I'm mentor level, but I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, but the thing is, is that it's there, right? And it's like, yeah. if, if, if it's being said over and over. Confirmation. Right? Yeah. It's confirmation. And it's not like it's a bad thing, right? So it's confirmation yeah. of a good item. So if mentally you can, you can embrace something that's coming, right, that you value as good, then it puts you in a good state to accept what it is, right? Yeah. And reduces the possibility of self-sabotage. Definitely. I mean, <laughs> you know, my next, my very next statement here on my page says, you know, we look to validate what um, our brain is telling us uh, with what happens in our environment. Mm. Um, and <clears throat> in some cases, like we validate negative and we validate positive. Um, but, you know, what, what we've been discussing, you need to kind of just validate um, all that could go right. I mean, I know we've been, we talked about this before in, in the previous podcast as well, that you have to kind of guard your mind. Mm. Um, and realistically, you know, we can't stress enough about being conscious of our thoughts. Um, because a lot of our scenarios are being played in our head every second of every day. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the other, um, I guess, comments that I had here um, is that uh, there are a lot of beliefs uh, that in life is, I know Dean, Dean mentioned this exact thing, that is, that is cyclic, and that eventually, um, I think bad things will enter you know, our lives. Um, and it'll happen sooner or later. Um, that that negative notion, I guess, is is what I kind of want us to dispel um, at this point. How do we how do we kind of dispel it, or how do we um, wrangle that, wrestle it such that it doesn't? It's not such a big deal for us. Labels, you can stop calling it bad. Call it challenging. <laughs> <laughs> no i think i think that's a good one as well it's just uh, I, I know in the like in the beginning like you know when we were introducing the podcast introducing each other and we talked about what's the year been like so dean didn't mention bad you know because i thought that's what he was going to say um, mm. he mentioned you know challenges or um things that he faced along so learnings as well but i definitely called some of those things bad to be fair but mm-hmm. um with a little bit of maturity and time should i say um as much as those things were difficult and challenging and painful they caused growth as well so i can't just call them bad i got something out of it too yeah mm-hmm. and i'm not saying you always get something out of a bad situation um sometimes the bad situation is just a really really bad situation and maybe you can't get anything out of it um but you should try um i can't speak for every single scenario that's negative but for a lot of them, there is something there for you. Mm. Not everything, but sometimes. Good. How would you? How would you? Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Dean. Good. I mean, I mean, good. Sorry. Oh, um. So the only thing that comes to mind now is I don't know if you've seen this video with Tom Hanks and they they're having like discussions with actors and whatever, yeah. right? I don't know what it is like a video cast or whatever they do with different actors and actresses. Um, but Tom Hanks, and this thing is on Instagram all the time. But I, I honestly have known this and like believed it for a very long time. And he says the words, this too shall pass, right? And 
no matter whether it's a good situation or whether it's a bad situation, you must go through it, but always remember that this too shall pass. If you're going through something very difficult, this too shall pass. If you're going through something really good, this too shall pass. It's just like you said, the cyclic nature of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not saying you have to enjoy every bad thing that happens to you, but you must. It's you're going to go through it, right? Um, and you must just understand that it will end at some point. And that's, that's the way I see it. I mean, you, you, you have to understand that every good thing that happens, like they say, too much of a good thing is a bad thing, right? It's one of those things. If you have a good thing, it will go well, right? If you have a bad thing, it will end. You must just understand that and accept it. Part of life. Yeah, I mean, it's like pe- people say, you know, don't indulge in the good stuff because it comes to an end. Just like that, the bad stuff comes to an end too. It's, yeah. it's it works both ways. It's, it's, mm. it's got it's yeah. got to work both ways. Yeah, and I know, Prash, you mentioned um, this one of these past weekends uh, when we were together, when we were all together. Um, you said when you have things going good, um, you need to do more of what makes things good. I just want you yeah. to explain that um, on the cast. Okay, so what I said by that is is that um, you know how when you're in a, in, in a in a bad situation, right? Things always get worse, right? Like mm-hmm. Murphy's law, right? Mm-hmm. With the good, what happens is people tend to think negatively in a good situation. But when you're in a good situation and you're enjoying it. Do you not find that it lasts really short, right? But if you keep in that state of mind, that joy, that um, level of incitement, right? And you try to stay within that level of, I'm not saying if you're a happy drunk, then keep drinking, right? <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm saying is if you're in a state of enjoyment, right? Embrace that enjoyment. And you'll find that the more you embrace a state of uh, happiness and comfort, joy, ease, contentment, the, you will naturally find more of that in your life, right? So I was watching another video that recently in the last couple of months, it's been quite busy and that's why we haven't had this podcast and stuff. So a lot of things have been uh, happening in all our lives, but Every now and then, I still take time to focus on my mental state, right? And I keep watching videos and stuff of things that I find that bring my mental state um, into a good and happy place. The reason why I do that is because, and I actively do this, because when I find that my mind is in a good and happy state, right, naturally, everything I go through and grow through literally becomes more enjoyable, right? And if I tend to focus on the, the positive aspects of what I'm doing and what I'm going through, then I find that I end up enjoying those things more. So it's so important to, I'm not saying ignore the bad things or ignore the, the risks that are coming. Yes, you have to look at the what could possibly go wrong and understand it. But if you take the stance of, I am in the state of, enjoyment, contentment, and whatever with my current life and whatever else I'm doing, I'm going to keep that motion going. You find that your your mental state is consistently at a higher level all the time and you're in a happier place all the time. Um, if you do that continuously and actively, you'll find that it comes to you more often and it comes to you. It's like training yourself. Right, training. You know how you train your body. You go to the gym, you lift weights, right? And you go back the next week, you lift more weights, right? It's the same thing with your mind. You try to get your mind into an elevated state, and you keep it there. And then when something happens, you remember that you're not in an elevated state, and then you put your mind in an elevated state again, right? It's not the easiest of things to do because anxiety and all the troubles get on your mind. But what's important to remember is is that people focus on the negative in front of them, but they don't remember all the positive that is within them and behind them, right? It's like, I need to build the next layer of my brick wall, but it's I'm running out of cement. Instead of standing back and looking at the 15 layers of wall they have, right? 
if you keep in mind the positive that you've been through and take that positivity and move forward, right, you'll find that more positivity grows. And that's what I try to do because it allows me to be at a more content, happier, joyful state most of the time or as much time as possible within every day. And you find you enjoy life a lot more. Yeah. It talks quite a lot to loss aversion, where for people that don't know what it is, it's the pain of a loss is seen as greater than the potential joy of a gain. So mm. if you make an effort and you don't get what you want, the pain of that loss could register as a five. But mm. if you make an attempt at something and you succeed, the joy of that gain might be only a three. That's how people see it, right? And they would rather not make an effort and avoid the pain of a five and mm. then make the effort and gain the joy of a three, if that makes sense. I, I do, 100%. But what happens if that... What happens if, like you were saying, you're, those people are looking at it as a negative point of view? Right. What yeah, happens focusing if focusing only on the like, Right. What happens if if that thing that bad happens, I'm still gonna be at a three. Right? If we're talking about one to five is that five being the happiest and one being one. Right? I'm still gonna be at a three. But if the great thing happens, I'm gonna go to a five. Right? What I'm trying to say is keep your mind at a level three or level four elevated, no matter what happens. Right? Yeah, don't don't get so tied to the outcome. Um, exactly. Fall in love with the whole process of it all, and then the outcome, with you know whether you fail or you succeed, you still you still feel like you won. Yeah. You know, when you're both talking, it's like um, I definitely applied that exact same um, thinking to something really cool in in my life. Realistically, you know, it's like um, there was a particular fear associated with not doing something, but I think I told you this in the past. Um, but the joy of having it um, occur was more powerful um, in the end of the day. And so, you know, I overcame what, I, what initially I didn't want to do. Good. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Winner, winner. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean... It, Essentially, that is, that is pretty much what I wanted to discuss today. Um, we've covered um, a fair amount of what we think self-sabotage could be. Um, and in our own experiences, have, have gone through what we each do uh, or don't do even um, when we encounter it. Um, we also kind of talked about just mitigating or navigating this um, these scenarios and what you can do in your own life as well. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to add? Um, anything we didn't cover that we can discuss now in length? Um, just keeping in mind that I know we talk about like things like put your mind at an elevated state or focus on the positive. There are situations that are in, in grossly just negative, right? Things that happen that can be bad. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, preparing for those sometimes is impossible. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and self-sabotage can be a direct influence of those things. Um, but also sometimes they can't be. And if it is self-sabotage, you can't um, blame yourself every time something like that happens. You... You need to take responsibility if there's something that you did that's wrong, of course. But if something happens to you externally as a result of self-sabotage, you also need to learn how to be comfortable with your actions and then from there take better actions, if you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. But in the situations where things that happen to you aren't self-sabotage, um sometimes you just have to understand that bad things happen, right? Yeah. And you have to learn how to walk away from it. I mean, it's, um, it's taking accountability into, um, I mean, holding yourself accountable and seeing what did I contribute to the situation? Yes, exactly. Um, was, did I contribute positively to the situation? 
did I contribute negatively situ- to the situation? And in both cases, um, mm. I, it's like, you know, when you mentioned uh, do more of the good things, um, mm. for the next time, do more of the good things that you yeah. wrote down um, and work out why um, you kind of <clears throat> like focused on, on, on the not so good um, yeah. and see how you can actually work around those. Like what were your contribution to that? Uh, maybe I, um, I think you mentioned a good one, overthought something. And because yeah. I overthought something, I never did that something at the end of the day anyway. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, it caused me to lose something, lose someone, lose an opportunity, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. I self-contributed by overthinking in that situation. So just, just, just be conscious of what your contributions were, both positive and negative, and, and see how you can actually learn from both of those and apply them going forward as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, Dean, anything else to add? Mm, just be kinder to yourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of self-sabotage does come from a place of um, self-worth being lower than it should, perhaps. And do do the exercises, look for the indicators and then, you know, be patient with yourself and be kind with yourself. Like life is hard. You don't need to make it harder. Mm. So, yeah. you know, um, give yourself the kindness that you often give to strangers and take it from there one step at a time. Listen to the Inches podcast. There's some good stuff in there. Mm. <laughs> it's back right there. There's a plug right there. <laughs> but a, well, it is, but it also, it's a way, it's a way forward. Yeah, no, that's true. Um, yeah, well, um, thank you both once again for your wonderful insights um, into the topic. I know this one wasn't easy as well, never really is. Um, thank you for joining me again this evening, spending your time on the cast. Um, and to you listeners, thank you once again for listening and tuning in. We appreciate you. You are loved and have a wonderful, wonderful week ahead. Thank you. Bye. Bye.